By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, PaperCut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and for one of our Folk Fest specials, we have with us Christine Fellows. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, about me? Yes. Well, like vis-a-vis the Winnipeg Folk Festival or just any old anything? Any old anything. Yeah, I think let's start from the beginning and then we'll work up to the Folk Fest. <laughs> okay, from the beginning. Well, I'm not from Winnipeg. I uh, came here in the early 90s. Do you want to yeah, do a little... Yeah. Yeah. You can just start <laughs> it's from always... the beginning of that sentence. Should be suitable. If you don't mind. No worries. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I'm not from Winnipeg. I came here on purpose in the early 90s. Just uh, I thought I'd try it out for a few months. And uh, I don't know, what date is it now? I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) But before I came here, I had maybe been a little bit interested in writing music or just writing in general, and uh, it was because of Winnipeg that I ended up playing music, because almost instantly I met all the most fantastic musicians, and that they're so generous and amazing in this community, and it was just like uh, being lifted up into the fold, and then just just like that. So now, 25 years later, whatever, here I am. Who are some of those musicians that you met right off the bat? Oh. Well, I wonder if you'll remember any of, know any of these people because... I might not. If you said yeah. 25 years, that was my birthday. <laughs> right, yeah, that's so. so interesting, a whole generation. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it is interesting because a lot of those people are now gone. Um, but one of the first people I met uh, was a guy by the name of Barry Mrochnik, and he played in a band at the time that was a big popular band they were called acoustically inclined i don't know if you ever remember <laughs> them they were like big folk fest like one of those those in the 90s they like to have giant bands like with eight people and stuff mm-hmm. you know whole horn sections and the everything and now we have to like be really conscious about because everything costs a million dollars now but yeah acoustically inclined was uh, the band that um that barry played in and he was a wonderful um really important person for me in my life as a musician and uh, he uh, multi-instrumentalist he now lives in Vancouver and he plays with uh, Veda Hilly he's played with Nico Case um, as a drummer but in our band my first band called Helen <laughs> he played guitar and uh, so it was me Barry Marachnik, um, a guy named uh, Chang. I don't know if you know Chang. He used to play in Harlequin drummer okay mm-hmm. um, he's still here I see I run into him every once in a while and uh, Paul James, who is a bass player in that band also. And so we all formed this big rock band. And I just sang, like holding the microphone, just walking around. Didn't play an instrument, didn't know how to do anything. It was, and they were all like incredible musicians. So that was my, f- that was formative for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you share with those people that you were a singer? How did, how did they find out that you sang or that they played instruments or? 
Oh, I remember it was at the West End Cultural Center. I think I'd written like two songs on one string of a guitar, and I and I <laughs> and I my friend was sort of a part of it, involved in putting the show together. And there was uh, they needed a little person to kind of go in between bands, and so I did that. And it was my first time ever on a stage in front of human beings, and it was terrifying. And I played between I think. Was it like Disappearing Floor and Red Fisher? I don't know if you ever remember. You wouldn't <laughs> remember them because Disappearing Floor was a pretty radical band. And um, it sounds like it. That's yeah, a great yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and that's I guess Barry and Paul were in the audience and they saw me and they came up to me afterward and said, "Hey, would you be interested in being in a band?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I would." <laughs> So that was with, within those two months that you were just coming to visit. Yeah. And then did you stick around for that band? Yeah, I did. Uh, and just the community. I mean, it kind of, I feel like, I'm sure you feel the same way about Winnipeg, where mm-hmm. the artistic communities, like the different disciplines, are the, the communities are small. So there's a lot of cross crossing into, I met um, a bunch of contemporary dancers, and I still to this day work with one of them, Lysander Dodson, who now lives in Fredericton. And, uh, and contemporary dance is big in this town, and it was also very formative for me as a composer, like composing for that art form is a, it's, it's fascinating because the way their minds work is just like, n- there's, n- there's never a no for anything. The answer is always yes. And that is like, that's hard. That's a hard, hard thing to do as an artist to say yes, even when someone asks you to do something ridiculous or unpleasant, but yeah, so yeah. So you said the name of the band was Helen. Yeah. Is there a story behind that? Yeah, Helen Grocery. I don't, it's still there on the corner of... I lived on Langside. And when I moved here, Langside, uh, right, uh, Broadway and Langside mm-hmm. was sort of the yeah. yep. the, the area that I, I moved because I found a house for rent for $450 a month. Um, a house to rent? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I thought, this is amazing because I'd just been in Montreal. And Montreal was cheap-ish at the time, but not that cheap. And uh, and But the house came like full of cockroaches and the whole everything. So it was a lot of work. We had to work for that house, <laughs> me and my pals, that we, yeah, 450 bucks a month. Winnipeg. Yeah. But yeah, Helen Grocery was right down the, down the street. So. <laughs> so then what was after Helen? Or how long oh, were you with Helen? Uh... I don't remember some years not we never really did anything because uh barry was a uh, one of the crazy perfectionists so we would record and record and record but it was never right so for me i got a lot of recording experience which is fantastic and then i uh, met a, a woman uh, named carrie mctie formerly mctie now latimer is her last name and uh, we formed a band called Special Fancy, which was named after a donut, since you're asking about how many. <laughs> I love the stories behind the names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Country Style Donuts, which I don't think is there anymore on Osborne Village, had a donut called the Special Fancy. So we named our band after that. And it was me and Carrie uh, McTie. And then uh, after that, we made a record. And, and after that, I just sort of went off. And now I've just been my, my own stupid self since then, yeah. so what made you decide to branch out and you wanted to do this on your own oh um geez i guess part of it is you know when you're going through these projects where you're working very collaboratively with people um 
it's I mean it's it's amazing and it's a conversation and always I feel like art is a conversation whether it's between the people in that are playing working together or the audience or whatever it's always a two-way thing but for me I guess I was kind of interested in in trying different different stuff that didn't really necessarily fit fit like a a collaborative model really I started playing piano and was kind of interested in doing that and I don't know just being a big weirdo I was just being a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) I was like 20 yeah or whatever wow you know or 25 I don't remember (laughs) that's awesome it's interesting that uh you're saying that like it the um, that your band was named after the the grocery store and um the other band was named after the donut on Osborne it became you became very Winnipeg very quickly is it do you ever tell people that you weren't originally from Winnipeg and they get sort of like a surprise from that because it seems right from your beginnings you're so very local right I guess it was one of those things where I certainly I feel like being here I found my people whatever that means and it hasn't been easy because you know it Winnipeg is not an easy place to be and part of me really really appreciates that I like there's a lot of really special and unusual people here especially in the arts and like before I came here actually everywhere I went and uh, like all over the place I would meet someone and they were really really unusual or really extraordinary and I would ask them where they were from and they were always from Winnipeg (laughs) and Winnipeggers are often not in Winnipeg right it's one of those places where people leave so um yeah I just feel like I kind of did the the opposite of what everyone else did yeah well everyone's (laughs) running you're kind of just running into the fire yeah running into the fire or the wind chill yeah (laughs) Yeah. depends on what season right yeah what season currently in this apartment it definitely feels feels like like a fire fire. yeah you know it's like hot yoga I'm feeling very like yeah that's a good way to look at it when I wake up tomorrow morning I'm just gonna say namaste and I'll start my day exactly (laughs) and you don't have to pay 50 bucks a month yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I guess a, you have to pay for the apartment rent. Yeah. Not $400, I imagine. It's just all about the state of mind. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for right now. The flexibility will come later. Yes. So you recently, well, you're playing Folk Fest. We could talk about that, but you had a recent album come out as well. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, so uh, to both of those things. Um, have you played Folk Fest before? Yeah, actually, but it's been many years. Um, I think the first time I played was in 1993, and it would have been just again like a, a a very like playing a couple songs. Like it was invited. It was kind of amazing coming here. Uh, that kind of welcome as an emerging artist to have people give you um, space to to share your music because it's not polished at that point, and it's really you know, awkward and you're terrified and. So I felt like yeah, Folk Fest was one of the first places that I played. And then again, I think I played in 2002. And then in 2006, I played, um, they had that, they started that stage. I don't remember what it's called, but it's sort of the alternative to the, in the evening. It's the evening stage, but it's the alternative to the main stage. Oh. Big Blue Stem? Yes. Yeah. Big Blue Stem. And uh, so I had a collaborative thing with a visual artist and we did a performance there in in 2006 so it was a while ago now yeah could you briefly describe each of your experiences from your first to your your most recent 
Oh, <laughs> all I remember about the first time was I um, got stung by a bee while I was playing. Oh, <laughs> while you were playing? Oh, yeah. Song. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and I think my parents came. I think my parents like flew in for that thing and they were, they, you know, had just arrived and like, they were like, there's my daughter, you know, whatever. On the on the stage, and I got stung by a bee. Um, and hopefully then, not on the finger or on I the d- on the vocal cord. I don't cord remember. <laughs> I feel like it was. I think it might have just been like in the inside of my arm or something. <laughs> and uh, so that was weird. I don't remember anything else about that. And then 2002, I don't remember anything. Like completely <laughs> blank. I was playing with string. Uh, uh, Leanne Zacharias. I don't know if you guys know her. She teaches cello now at Brandon University. Mm. But she's a wonderful cellist, and um, and Monica Gunter, who's also from here, but doesn't live here anymore. And uh, so I was playing with those those two, and we had our kind of chamber little chamber ensemble, ladies yeah. <laughs> power ladies chamber ensemble. And then two was that the name? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I know I should have. <laughs> it kind of it's uh it's a good uh, too too late too late. Yeah. <laughs> In retrospect, fifteen years too late. Yeah. <laughs> And then 2006, I think we were on tour. We toured this. Um, uh, I worked with this visual artist named Sherry Boyle, who's from Toronto. And uh, if you ever have a chance to check out her work, she's an amazing um, sculptor. She works in porcelain mostly, but she also performs uh, using an overhead projector and hand animating art as she performs. So she approached me um, in like 2005 and said, had heard some of my music, and we had me sort of met before she just said I've I want to propose this thing to you and so come you know with your be open (laughs) and uh she had hand animated like three of my songs and it was so moving and beautiful to see she's an incredible artist and her interpretations like coming from it from a lyrical point of view but still feels like you're playing with another uh musician right Mm -hmm. but it is that yeah that extraordinary like so cool it was really 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 special so we actually toured all across canada in 2006 there were five five of us so winnipeg was like a fast stop we came in and like boom set mm-hmm. up this crazy screen and it's wild so that wasn't you didn't change any of your songs for that performance it was her that had already made the art for you yeah we for started you. that way and then we ended up working together for 10 years and wow. um um and we got we got yeah we started working very differently after that we started I started um, working to her art and we would kind of you know have a conversation over time about what we wanted to do so she would have an idea and then I would have to write the idea which was really really fun yeah it was really fun totally interesting so in your in your songwriting process how did that change when uh, you were doing that collaboration Oh, when you have when you know somebody is going, it has a visual element to be adding to it. It's so, it gives you so much possibility because you can just yeah, it's a it to me. I love like detail and writing narrative narratives, right? So to be able to have somebody follow kind of follow follow you as you do that and give their interpretation. It's like their idea of what the song is. It's not my idea at all. So it's kind of beautiful. It's like these twin stories kind of going along it's like and there was one actual one one song of mine it's called vertebrae and uh, it's old older song and i wrote it about 
when my grandfather died and we I rem- just rem- you always remember those things so vividly right those experiences and we were on our way home from the funeral and I wrote this song just kind of stream of consciousness about that experience of coming home from a funeral and uh, and Sherry did the artwork and her artwork w- simply was um, an image of her family um, that she drew, drew her whole ex- family sitting around and she just gradually piece by piece pulled had a piece of paper over top of it and pulled little pokes of light out until the family was revealed but one person was missing so it was kind of like there's this beautiful thing it was about her family and there was someone missing in her family but it was also about mine and and there was a show we did where both of our families were there and my sister said this song is about my family and her Sherry's mom was like, no, no, this song is about my family. <laughs> mm-hmm. So beautiful. Wow. And yeah. interesting how all of the people in the audience, I'm sure we're all thinking the same thing, yeah. right? Almost like uh, that experience that you shared is the experience that you share with many other people. I like, yeah. especially um, <clears throat> on your new album, listening to some of those like narratives, like, uh, I, is the song called Carmen? Oh, me and Carmen, yeah. Yeah, that song I, is amazing. It's so <laughs> lovely and so like sweet and comical and all of those things all put together. And it's like you can just... Little kids are so fierce, eh? Yeah. They're badass. <laughs> and you can just be in that story, you know? And it's really lovely, like the, the connection that you had with that particular thing. is. I, I first saw you perform, actually, it was at the Heavy, Heavy Bell show. Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. That was such a beautiful performance they did. I can't believe they learned to do, like, to arrange for all those instruments. I know it took them, whatever, eight months or something, but, mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. And uh, such a, such a, an interesting thread between the two performances, because they're both telling a story, but in such a dramatically different way, I found, you know, like, just... He, you alone on the stage with these like uh, beautiful, simple, and also complicated stories as well. While they're trying to recite a poem with ten instruments on the stage, but yet it worked so well together. It's like really interesting, you know. It, there- well, it was so deli- like for me having another art, like sharing uh, sharing the stage with someone else that was thinking about poetry because poetry is a real touchstone for me, and I I think it's like it's just a beautiful form and. And to me, I, I've set lots of lots of poems to music, other people's poems. So to me, it's always like it's so thrilling when someone takes someone's work like that. And I always thought it, I thought that it was super cool that it was two dudes interpreting the work of this woman. Also, really interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And so many, uh, and I thought that great show was great as well. There was like so many female performances, uh, f- performers yeah. featured. All of the. I, I, won't, I don't want to say that the men who read it weren't professional, but from the symphony, for example, and yeah. then they had such a beautiful mix of people all in the audience, and the people in the audience, again, were poetry lovers and prose, as well as music from, you know, from pop, indie pop music to classical music. Yeah. It was really a beautiful place to be yeah winnipeg what an odd place what a bunch of weirdos eh? yeah (laughs) totally totally so uh 
we want to talk a little bit about your taking your new album yes. to Folk Fest. Are you going to be playing a lot of the new songs there, or what is your set going to be looking like? Uh, pro- yes, probably mostly we'll be doing that. Um, the band is myself, um, my partner, John uh, Sampson. He's playing bass and guitar and doing all kinds of this and that. And um, Jason Tate is a drummer that I've played with for a long time, mostly in John's band, but also with um, I've played with him like starting back in the 90s when um, and my friend Alex McMaster who's a cellist but um, she also multi-instrumentalist she's playing all kinds of things so we're the four of us are going to kind of try to re recreate most of the arrangements of the record but we'll probably do a, a few of the older pieces just me and Alex maybe is it something that Folk Festival approach you, or did you come to them and say, hey, I would really like to be a part of this year? Um, how, how does that process go? Yeah, well, sometimes uh, sometimes you have an agent and they do that for you. I, um, I don't work with an agent. I just, when I want to do something, I kind of try to book some things myself. And um, and I don't play a ton. Like, I, I don't tour as much as I used to. I tour a lot with John's band, with my partner's band. And um, I just, I and with the, that visual artist, Sherry, we toured a lot. And uh, I'm just kind of get. I'm like 50 years old now. Don't like the airplanes and sleeping in strange beds <laughs> so much. So, no, I don't uh, often, like, bust out and, like, try to do gigs, but the Winnipeg, uh, we had been trying to figure something out for a, a few years, and this was the year that that worked, so it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about local artists, and maybe mm. your perspective of local artists at Folk Fest, because the local artists are usually playing with artists from all over the world, yet for you, for, you, for example, you don't play many shows, so talking a little bit about the value of having local artists at those types of shows and supporting local artists when there's artists from all over the world coming to Folk Fest. Yeah, I've always thought of the, especially the Winnipeg Folk Festival as like, as we, the artists from here, are the ambassadors and um, and also, you know, there's an opportunity for artistic exchange and I've had that like a few times at festivals where it's really special. Once when I was playing at, at the Winnipeg Folk Festival, but with my husband's band. Um, we were sh- sharing the stage with Calexico. I don't know if you like their music at all. They're, I haven't heard of it. Oh, my God. They're so... They're, Shame on me, is uh, that? No, no. No, no. They're master collaborators. They're from the southern U.S., and they're all just, like, killer musicians. And they, uh, it, they, we played a couple of festivals that summer, and we shared the stage with them a couple times, and it was, like this the hair on the back of your neck like playing with those guys because they can just jump they can play anything so they'll just just like amazing like improvisers (laughs) it was just uh, outstanding so I feel like those kind of moments are really special and um that that creative exchange you know it doesn't always happen especially at the workshops you know like it's what we hope will happen Mm -hmm. and we try to be open to it you know we don't want to just be a bunch of people being all awkward but every once in a while, something really special happens. So we'll see. It's I, I, You mentioned being ambassadors, you know, being local. And you've embraced the city so much. I could only imagine, you know, international bands coming from the south, whether it's the U.S. What do they normally say when they come to Winnipeg? 
Oh, well, it's a funny thing because first, the U.S. festivals are very different than Canadian folk festivals. They don't do the workshop thing. It's like a Canadian thing, this idea of workshops. So a lot of people are a little bit confused about the idea of like, what are we doing here? And um, some people are really uncomfortable with it. <laughs> but um, other people like like Calexico just like dive right in and they're just like, yeah, this is this is what we always want to be doing. Yeah, it. It is funny, and I do feel like sometimes people get pretty overwhelmed here, because it it's better now. They they uh, the artists stay at the Fairmont Hotel right downtown, but years ago they used to stay out by the airport. So they'd fly into the airport and then stay at the airport hotel, then just get on a bus and go to Birds Hill Park, never really seeing the city or experiencing mm. the city. Which you know, like your experience of a place is 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 just it's shaped by the time that you spend there and had the, your weird little interactions even if you're only there for a short while so it was always a, a strange kind of missing piece that the city wasn't part of the festival at all mm-hmm. so I'm glad they they kind of rectified that so yeah, yeah. So you you think that would be a small change but yeah once you're downtown you're right beside the forks you get to see you know how vibrant the city actually is I think like we're still a big small town yeah. kind of deal. It is weird because I have played um, lots of Canadian festivals and they all kind of work a little differently. And my favorite are always the really small ones in the small places because you're so much a part of the community. You can actually, inter- you have time to meet people and you keep seeing them again. Whereas the big festivals, like we did the Vancouver a couple of years ago and it was just like you're staying way out by the airport then you have this huge ride in you play your thing and then you're back out to the Booneyville you're not in Vancouver at all you're just kind of in this weird limbo the whole time like you're in a van the whole time <laughs> so, so you have weird. a blindfold on and then once you take it off okay I'm at the festival I'm ready to perform <laughs> totally wow totally. so are you a regular attendee of folk fest usually uh no, I'm not no so much I if I'm working I go and mm-hmm. uh, or if someone I know like someone special is in town that is performing I'll I'll definitely go like go see them and and hang out but to me it's it's work, right? Like going right. being at a festival isn't isn't the hang, it's the work. Even if you're at someone else's workplace you're like, "Oh, this feels like work. Mm-hmm. How much am I getting paid to be here?" Yeah. <laughs> Such an ass, eh? Interesting. Well, we've had a different perspective, so yeah, no, it's yeah. You're shedding light uh, Well, because what I was going to ask is what happens when you go around a campfire and they're like, holy smokes, like, give her the guitar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but if you're not around, that would make sense. Like, you don't want to be at work. So yeah. you're in Winnipeg while everybody's at Folk Fest. Totally. Is it a ghost town? It's amazing. You have this whole city to yourself. You're just like, do, do, do. Yeah, it's great. No, it's <laughs> we miss like everyone. Expand. We miss everyone. Yeah, we just we just sit at home and pine and go. Oh, I hope everyone's having a great time. I don't know. No, I don't know. And your partner stays in in Winnipeg as well. He yeah, uh, he doesn't like the heat very much or outside. So yeah, <laughs> both I, of those there. <laughs> for some reason, I had this like beautiful like image in my head of you two going around and being like, "Wow, like Winnipeg royalty, take my yeah. guitar." Like, how how does that go? But no, that's not the case. We're just dorks. I'll just we're, leave it in my imagination. We're then. Giant, <laughs> giant dorks just don't like to leave our house. That's great. We yeah. love when you come out. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> so, folk fest this year. Uh, have you looked at any of the performers? 
coming um, through? Yeah, yeah. No. Who are you most excited for? That's what I want to hear. Oh, it's interesting. This year, I guess I'm like I have I'm I'm not um, I'm not not excited about it. like. I, to me, the things that I discover, it's always somebody that I don't know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's always... I remember being in, like, Calgary Folk Festival and being on a, in a workshop with this Fado singer, this woman who, like, like had been a beggar in, in, like, Spain and came to, like, this festival and sang the most beautiful, incredible music. So moving and so just... It's, and it's not anybody I know, you know? Right. Like, it's nobody I know. But... It's that's to me that those are the interesting ones. Like, I of course I am interested in like Death Cab for Cutie. That guy writes really wicked songs. I'm interested in that band, those musicians. But I um, I'm also just like I know that there's always something uh, incredible that I can't ever have imagined what it is. I'm yeah, excited. this is like your journey to Winnipeg. There's some. You'll find some weirdos. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. So, in looking for those little gems, are you going to be checking out the Young Performer Program then? Well, John and I are, um, we are uh, mentors this year. Wow. And oh, we have fantastic. done it in the past. And it's always really great. We like doing, um, working with ri- other writers, obviously. It's really fun. So, we are going to be working with the, with the Young Performer. And that will be independently? Like you'll each be working or t- no, as a we, team? We do the team thing. Oh my gosh. We're two, wow. two brains better than one. <laughs> Definitely. That is like a, that's a, it's mom and dad. Basically we're mom and dad. <laughs> that's, so, I would love for you to be my parents. If you would judge. <laughs> not saying my, my mom and dad are listening. No, you thanks for listening. <laughs> mom and dad. But I mean, like that would be a great, that'd be a great combo. Whoa. They're so lucky. Are you sure though? Then we're just always nitpicking at you. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's a, that's but a, you appreciate that as you mature as a as a musician. You'd yeah. be like, my music mom and dad. They really they really guided me. They really yeah. knew I shouldn't have done that, and I yeah. should have stopped when they told me to. No. So do you already know who you're going to be mentoring? We do, we do, and it's great. There's a, some neat. There's like a, I'm always more. I get excited when there's ladies. Not that I'm like I like the dudes also, but I just get excited when there's because there's this has always been a thing, and I would have thought. By now, we'd be totally different. But again, it's still there's so few women doing this and uh, writing songs and sharing them. And I don't know why that is. Because, like, we're good at it, too. We're all right at it. You know, people can, anybody can do it. So so I'm excited by that. There's, like, a couple of uh, uh, young female groups, groups that we're working with. Wow. I know. That's exciting. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I found, that's interesting that you say that. I feel like a lot of like the the smaller venues are really um, attempting and most of the time succeeding at least with gender parity on bills now. And uh, what was it like quickly? I know that we're, we might be going over a bit, but what was it like when you started music comparatively to now? Because you said you thought it would be different now, but is it different now than it was before? Weirdly, I don't feel like it is. And it's been kind of one of those things. I, in 2017, I was uh, doing all the, we did a bunch of festivals with uh, John's band. So I was just a side man and observing and being kind of, it's easier when you're just a side person, you can kind of see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked at how few women there were. It was all dudes with guitars with the odd woman. 
Like, or if there are women, they put them all on stage together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, oh, it's still happening. And it was like that when I, when I started. I mean, it was a lot worse when I started because there still was a music industry. So there was sort of that, the yuck aspect was a little bit more predominant. Now there's less yuck. Mm-hmm. which is great and people can do things in their houses you can make a podcast in your living room and a studio yeah, <laughs> yeah in your yeah. living room studio <laughs> i just happen to live here too yeah. i know I'm don't the reveal same way. our secrets <laughs> oh. so so don't say the address no no <laughs> unless yeah, you have a new band that. you can name your new band the address yeah. <laughs> or if you want to drop on just say if we maybe we have our band maybe we have a band oh see don't tease me like that <laughs> because I'd, I'd pick up an instrument yeah really yeah. I'd start playing it's not very hard honestly I wouldn't be doing it if it was hard yeah <laughs> on that note on that inspirational note I'd like to say thank you thank for you coming so much, in and so excited to see you at Folk Fest yes and mentoring at Folk Fest it'll be a lovely time it's gonna be fantastic Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we do this really odd, awkward thing. You can do it with us if you like. Are you ready? We try to say the same thing all the same time. In unison. So would you like to try and... What is it? It's our outro. Yeah. But but you'll just have to follow along with us. We won't tell you in advance, but just see if you can follow along with us. Ready? We'll try and all say it at once. Thank you for cutting... Deep, deep with us, us. with us. Oh, shoot oh. on paper, paper cut, cut podcast. podcast. Thanks. Thanks. That was really that was good. <laughs>